Hey there, friends, and welcome to Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, the podcast where we spotlight stories of resilience, triumph, tenacity, and growth beyond breast cancer. I'm your host, Shannon Brose, not just a realtor, but a living example of breaking through the chains of breast cancer and emerging on as a more vibrant, empowered version of myself. As the driving force behind Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, we'll go beyond the expected narratives. This isn't just a podcast. It's a testament to the strength within each of us. Throughout our episodes, we'll not only explore the incredible stories of survivors, caregivers, and healthcare champions, but also delve into how I personally busted out of breast cancer, showcasing the keys that led to not just survival, but true thriving, shaping a better version of myself. In the realm of real estate, I've understood the value of location. In the journey of resilience, I've discovered the power of determination. Together, we'll navigate the landscape, providing not just tales, but tangible ways to rise above adversity. This is more than overcoming. It's about transformation. As we peel back the layers of these narratives, we'll uncover the blueprint for breaking free from the constraints of breast cancer and blossoming into a resilient, thriving experience. So whether you're a warrior in the battle, a supporter on the sidelines, or someone seeking a fresh perspective and becoming a better, better version of yourself, busting out of breast cancer is for you. This podcast isn't just a test to survival. It's a celebration of growth where we explore how breaking free can lead to a life that's not just lived, but truly embraced. I'm Shannon Burrows, your guide through this journey of strength and resilience. This is Busting Out of Breast Cancer. Are you ready to thrive beyond breast cancer, break barriers, build bridges, and become the best version of yourself? All right. I'm super excited. We have Jamie Vaughn here with us today, and uh, she is the podcast host of Test Those Breasts. So, as we are jumping into 2024, we have a lot of awesome guests, and I'm truly excited to have Jamie with us today. For those of you that don't know, we met on Instagram. Yes, that's how we meet people these days. <laughs> and um, and we're both podcast hosts, so we thought it would be great to interview each other. So here we are. We actually had the, um, the pleasure of chatting over the holidays, and we were like, this is going to be fun. So those of you that are listening, if it sounds different, if it looks different, because we are on video now. Um, we've been playing with this together, and so we're going to jump in on this together. So welcome, Jamie. I'm so excited for you to share your story and all the amazing things that you are doing to give back to Thrivers as well. Well, thank you, Shannon, for having me on your show. This is so much fun, and I really, truly have had so much fun talking with you over the holidays and, and you know, kind of kicking around ideas, playing with microphones and video and all of the things. And so thank you so much for having me on your busting out of camp, out of, you know, your podcast, because this is awesome. I've been watching you for a long time, just so you know that. Oh, thank you. So it's really fun to finally get to meet um, other breast cancer survivors that, you know, you've been following each other and vice versa. And, you know, being that we're both podcast hosts, it's always like, Hmm, I wonder what they're doing. I wonder what they're doing, what they're using, so on and so forth. And at the end of the day, we all put our pants on the same way, right? One leg at a time. Yeah. So if we can help each other to grow and thrive and just become better versions of ourselves and help others, like, hey, that's what we're here to do. So let's get started. Let's, let's have everybody hear your story and what you're all about and where you are and just share all your awesomeness with us, please. Let's start with <laughs> your diagnosis. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, share all the things. I, the things. so I was diagnosed on June 11, uh, 2022 at 3.30 in the afternoon to be exact. And Whoa, I you're the first one to ever <laughs> tell me a time. <laughs> well, I just know this because I remember I had my biopsy the day before and the radiologist who uh, did the biopsy actually uh, said, do you want to hear within 24 hours or do you want me to wait until Monday? And I said, no, I want to hear in 24 hours. So I remember being in there getting my biopsy at 3.30 in the afternoon. So uh, we were out camping and he called me to let me know that it in fact was breast cancer. But 
Um, I was diagnosed with HER2 positive, estrogen and progesterone negative. It was uh, stage two, five centimeter tumor. And uh, yeah, I I had just retired from the school district here in Reno, Nevada. I had been working as a school teacher for middle school and high school students for 20 years and was incredibly busy, just always busy with a um, you know, another job and always had a business on the side. I had, th- you know, I've got three stepkids who are grown now, dogs, a husband. I mean, I, I mean, I was, I've always been very social. So just a busy, busy person. And so for me to, uh, have my big retirement party on June 4th, I mean, it was, we had it at our house, huge party. I was so excited. I came sliding into home base And literally, uh, three days later, it was June, I want to say seven that I went in to have my mammogram, um, and the radiologist, you know how you can, so for me, I always get my mammograms. I always know when there's something that is, uh, you know, questionable or whatever, because the look on the you on just the, get the vibe. ultrasound and nurse's face. Yeah. So she said, Hey, you know, the radiologist wants to see you. And this was not my tip, my normal radiologist that I go to. Um, I had to go uh, to another location because they had to move my mammogram up by three weeks. Um, because the backstory is before my retirement party, I got a little ping on my phone saying, Hey, it's time for your mammogram and you need to call us up and make an appointment. And so I did. And my husband and I were sitting out front having a beer. I was so excited that just in a few days I was going to have this big party. And I called them up and made the appointment. They said, Hey, do do you feel anything different? And, and, um, I said, no, no, you know, and so I had to wait three weeks to get my mammogram because, um, it hadn't quite been a year since my last mammogram. So they always make you wait for a year plus one day. And so it was scheduled for the end of June. And I hung up the phone and my husband said, that's not true. You do feel a lump. And I felt that lump. And I'm like, oh yeah. And he says, and (laughs) you do, and you have felt sensations in your breasts. Um, so, and I said, you're right. So I picked the phone back up and I said, you know, that's not true that I don't feel something. I actually do feel a lump that feels different than other lumps that I have felt. And I also have had these burning sensations and kind of some uh, stinging sensations that just are real quick. And they're like, oh, okay, well, let's see if we can get you in earlier. So they totally moved it up uh, an entire three weeks. And I was quickly, I know. And I was like, oh, okay. So I said, okay. So Tuesday after my retirement party, great, great. Let I'll do that. So I went in and did it. And that's when, um, they, the nurse said the radiologist wants to see you. And I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) yeah. So I don't, I, I won't, I won't say the actual word I said, but, um, so I went back there and sat down in this uh, cute little radiologist man, uh, Dr. McDonald. He had these huge screens up and I was sitting behind him. He's like, oh, see, I, we have these calcifications over here. And when they're groupings of calcifications and then you have this associated mass, we get really concerned when, <laughs> you know, calcifications are pretty normal, but when there's groupings, we get real concerned. I'm like, oh, okay. And he says, I'm going to have you get a biopsy. 
So at that time, I had told them I didn't want to share my results with anyone because they always ask you, do you want to share these with anyone? And at that time, I was like, yeah, I changed my mind. I would like to share them with uh, Dr. Bruce Kaplan, who happens to be a radiologist that works where I normally go, and he's a personal friend of ours. He was just at my retirement party a few days prior. So I called him up and I said, you should be getting access to my uh, mammogram results. They are concerned. Um, He goes, I will look at them and I will call you at 630 tonight. And I said, okay. So that night we were at a concert and we were just, we hadn't gone into the concert yet and we were standing in line and um, he called me and I went out to the grassy area and he told me, he says, there's what we're seeing. Um, He said, I want to tell you that this, and I don't want to scare you, but it is a 95% chance or more that it is breast cancer. And I'm like, oh man. So that that actually wasn't what you said. (laughs) That is not what I said. I I mean, it was really, really. And, um, and so then I had a biopsy that was um, scheduled for the following week. He got it moved up to that Friday. He, nice. Yeah. And so I went in on Friday and I don't know if you have ever had a, I, I don't know what kind of biopsy you've had as far as what, how they did it. It hurt. It was an incredibly painful biopsy. And yeah. I, anyway, nice. anyone who says, oh, don't worry, you're, you're going to be fine. It's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. It, it, my boob was so bruised up, I have to tell you. But anyway. So I go in and, um, it was really strange. I'll have to talk about how my husband reacted in just a little bit, but got the biopsy. And that's when he said, do you want me to call you in 24 hours? And we went camping with some friends and we were sitting at the campsite at three 30 in the afternoon. That's when it came in. So, yeah. So my retirement, Shannon was exactly different. (laughs) (laughs) It was not as planned. (laughs) Not as planned because we were so excited to do all these things and travel and all the things, you know, and, and it just turned out a little bit different. So yeah, that's my story. But it's not a death (laughs) sentence. It just, it made you pivot. Yeah. It made me pivot big time. I had to go through all the things, all the emotions and, um, and I'm talking anger, confusion, um, uh, downright terrified. Um, and then, um, I would say it was probably, I mean, literally my surgeon had that, that, uh, put my port in before I got chemo had to talk me off the ledge because what had happened was I'm a pretty open person. So I put it out there. I, people know my story. Like I am not, I do not, I'm the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, they just know me and that's just how, who I am. That's how I process. That's what, what my life is like. And so when I put it out there, you know, I got a lot of comments and I'm sure you've heard a lot of comments too, that are kind of not helpful. So, um, I remember having a couple of people the night before I put, got my port in, in late June, um, say some, send me a message on Facebook messenger at 1030 at night, two people sent me something that were, that was not helpful at all. And so when I was getting my port in and I remember going first, I had to get a PET scan that next day. So I get up, my husband takes me to the PET scan 
and I had a full blown total meltdown panic attack meltdown in the parking lot and i remember looking up at the building and it said city of hope (laughs) and i was like what the the heck you know i mean and it just hit me that oh my god my life is appointment is going to be appointment after appointment after appointment blood draws chemo all the things for a while and I was really, really scared and angry. And, and I had a friend of mine have to talk me off the ledge when I was waiting to get the PET scan because you know how they put the, uh, the uh, dye or whatever in you. And then my husband came and I literally, he had to pick me up off of the, uh, you know, off of the pavement and pick my water bottle up that totally shattered take me into my appointment. And I was just blubbering like a child, like, like I had lost my ice cream cone. Yeah. It was terrible. (laughs) It was terrible. And so, uh, he picked me up after the PET scan, brought me all the way across town to the hospital to get my port in. And my surgeon came in and I was, she could just tell that I was not okay. So, So she, she pushed off the surgery for about 20 minutes and said, here's the thing when you put, when you put yourself out there, you know, like on social media and you let everybody know what's going on, um, you kind of open yourself up to a lot of comments and everyone else's opinions. Oh yeah. And people have to learn, you know, like people in my position have to learn how to sort of filter that. And some people kind of go into monk mode where they just kind of just get through it or whatever. And some people are out there and letting, you know, saying all the things. So that really did help, but it wasn't until about, I would say a week later, I was in, in bed in the middle of the night, just with the darkness and the me being terrified in this dark hole. And I was like, I got to do something about this. I can't, I cannot stay here. I'm have, I have to go through all this stuff. And if, and if I don't get out of this dark hole, I'm not going to make it like, I'm not going to make it. And so I started searching around on Facebook and I found this guy named Eddie Enever. And he is from Australia and he's a three-time cancer survivor. And I started watching his videos and how he was able to overcome cancer and, you know, what he learned along the way, why he kept getting cancer again and all the things. So I reached out to him and he's in Australia and I, and I, and I reached out to him and I said, hi, Eddie, you know, um, my name is Jamie Vaughn. I was just diagnosed with breast cancer. I told him the story about how I'm in this hole. Like, I don't know how to get out of it. I need help. And I'm hoping that your program, some what something that you do might help me. He got back to me right away and he worked with me on how to, um, you know, kind of how my, with nutrition mind, uh, what, what to do with breathing and your mind and all this stuff. He helped me so much. And literally he, he took his proverbial hand and just pulled me out of that hole and and I'm still in touch with Eddie today. In fact, I emailed him on my podcast. So nice. it was it was there that was the turning point. Not to say that everything was la 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 great, but it was there that there was the turning point that I found that strength to move forward and go through my treatments of five out of the six chemotherapies, losing my hair, 
um, using that opportunity to shave my, have my husband shave my head and all the things. And so, yeah. It was a, it's That's been what a, I love about our, our cancer community is like, there's so many of us that are just willing to reach out and help one another. Like I, I weekly get people that will reach out and be like, my friend was just diagnosed. Do you mind if, you know, they contact you? I was like, absolutely. And that goes to anybody that's listening. My Facebook messenger, Instagram messenger, my phone number, my email, whatever, give it out. I'm happy to help anyone. And I know you are too, Jamie, cause we've talked about Same. that, but that is like, you know, it's like the club you never want to be a part of, but has the best members. Oh my gosh. It's the sisterhood of all sisterhoods I hear. <laughs> yeah. And I never had sisters and I never wanted any of them, but I do love them. <laughs> I don't have any sisters either, but now I've got a ton of sisters. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It's just um, so the, the community. Mind, Go ahead. If you don't mind, what was something that was said in your Facebook messenger? Because I think a lot of people do experience that same thing of like people saying things. I'm like, one of the most ridiculous things that you know, I hear, oh, at least you're getting a free boob job. I'm like, <laughs> F you. Like, are you kidding me? Like, no, it's not a free boob job. It's called a freaking amputation. And I didn't ask for this. If I wanted a boob job, I would have gotten one. But I yeah. made it 45 years of my life without a boob job. <laughs> I, I actually but, did have a couple of people say that to me. Um, and I set them straight very, very quickly. And they're like, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oops. Um, and I understand why people say it. If you don't have that kind of experience, like if you're not, if you haven't experience that. It's, it just seems like something good to say. It's like, well, at least anything with at least you at, you know, um, oh, so, uh, somebody reached out to me and said, so prior of a couple of years prior, I had lost ab about 33 pounds on a, on a uh, program called Optavia and it worked yeah. really well for me and I still eat their fuelings. I love the company. It's, it's done wonders for me and I've been able to maintain my weight all the way through, um, cancer and everything. But, um, and ever and I, and I'm a health coach, so I help people do this as well. So, um, I, she reached out to me and said, Hey, um, she, I have a friend of a friend or my sister has a friend. My, my sister sister's has, cousin, uncle, brother's uncle, whatever, stepkid. My sister's <laughs> best friend um, uh, did the Optavia program, lost a bunch of weight. And very shortly after she uh, was diagnosed with this very aggressive um, breast cancer, that stuff has a lot of soy in it. Just wanted to tell you. Oh my God. And that's all she said. And that's all she said to me. And I was like, what the hell are you saying this to me right now? Do you ha have any understanding what kind of mindset I'm in right now? Um, and so I got back to her and I said, you know, it's interesting that you say that. Um, I actually did ask my surgeon about that, who happens to be really, really up on nutrition because I, I thought that at the same time. And I'll tell you where that comes from in just a minute. And you probably might know, but I said, do you think that maybe soy has anything to do with this? And she's like, she looked at me and she said, um, no, she said, soy <laughs> is the lowest of the lowest, um, concerns we even have when it comes to breast cancer. And I told this girl that I said, yeah, I, I actually asked my surgeon about this. And, um, she, she told me that it was the lowest low, um, concerns. She never got back to me. Like she totally ghosted of me. Of course. 
Not, oh, oh, good. I'm so glad. La la la. Never, ever a word. And I couldn't believe it. And then the other person said, um, hey, I just want to tell, can we pause this? Um, I don't know. Why? What's up? My dog. Can we edit this out? I can't hear you, dog. Okay. Cause my dog is just like, he, uh, she's, he's knocking on the door and he's not going to stop. But, um, anyway, she sent me a message and said, Hey Jamie, I just, you know, want to tell you, she goes, I really, really do not think you should do chemotherapy. And, um, she says, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to ruin your body. It's going to do it. And she was like putting all this fear in me about chemotherapy and, uh, and my husband just got so pissed off that she did that. My dad got pissed off and it was just terrible. And so I told the surgeon that the next day and she just said, you need to filter those things out. Yeah. yeah. Now are because, these friends of yours or just random people that are following you on like Facebook or Instagram? Oh no, I know them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, since then I'm like, okay. And I, I have people say things to me sometimes still today. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, so I'm, I'm able to brush that off now, but, um, yeah, because people always want to give you, um, you know, advice that they think is helpful. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. There's like a whole nother episode. I'm like, what not to say, what not to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I want to take, take a quick second. I to a quick second so we can go ahead and we can take a pause so we can um, represent our sponsor here on this podcast. So for Shannon Burroughs Group, we will be back in one. This podcast is sponsored by the Shannon Burroughs Real Estate Group, where we are committed to changing the world one smile at a time and giving back to breast cancer and our communities. Did you know that Shannon Burroughs, our founder and lead realtor, is a breast cancer survivor? Shannon found her purpose at the intersection of passion and pain while navigating her own journey and wants to give back and help others. At the Shannon Burroughs Real Estate Group, we're dedicated to providing exceptional service to our clients while also making a positive impact in our community. For every home sold, a portion of our commission goes towards supporting breast cancer organizations to help women on a local level and be a resource through their journey. We believe that everyone deserves a safe, comfortable, and happy home, and we're here to help make that a reality. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing in a real estate, we'll be with you every step of the way. And when you're working with us, you will not only be supporting your own goals, but also helping others through their breast cancer. So cheers to the Shannon Burroughs Real Estate Group, where you can trust that your dreams and values are in good hands. No matter where you live, we can help you. Visit our website at shannonbros.com or give us a call today at 561-494-6389 to learn more. All right. Welcome back. We are here with Jamie Vaughn with Testo's Breast Podcast. And we're just talking about all the things not to say to somebody who's been diagnosed with cancer, especially if you've never gone through it. And just have the 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 honest conversations of like, I don't know what you're going through. Like, like I'm sorry that you're going through this. Like, just don't say anything, you know? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people get really upset um, when people don't say anything at all. Like I've had people just completely disappear and never even um, talk to me. And that that also can be very, very hurtful. 
Um, I don't blame them. I have come to an understanding that there are just some people who can't and that's okay. Um, yeah. what I, what I would say is that for those people who are listening that are, um, that know someone who has been diagnosed and you care about them and everything, and you're just, you're just not sure what to say, you know, at, at, for me at the very least say, Hey, I, I am so sorry about what you're going through. This must feel just awful. And I just wanted to give you, let you know how much I love you. Yeah. Just something That's simple. It. It. You don't have you to don't... have the answers to everything. It's like parenting. No. As much as we want to think we know everything or, you know, we want to let our kids know that we know everything. You don't. And like you said, just be like, you know what? I'm so sorry you're going through this. If there's anything you need, please let me know. Because sometimes just sitting with somebody, especially at the beginning or just, you know, going through treatment, just sitting with somebody and watching a movie without even having a conversation about cancer, you yeah. know? And honestly, yeah. at, there's some people that I just think don't know how to process something like that. And I will say even from a spouse point of view, because I've talked about this on a previous episode that, you know, I don't really feel like my husband responded the way that I think I wanted him to. But at the same time, I'm not a very like, you don't need to stroke my back. Like, I'm not like a, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm just like, just freaking fix me. Like, let's move on. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I will be that like doting, like stroke your back to somebody else. I just don't, I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. Like, I'm super like, I got this, I got this, I got this. And then sometimes I don't got this, but then I'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard because people don't know how to process everything and they think they do. And then they don't want to say the wrong thing, but then if they don't say anything, then they're not saying anything. And then you're still pissed off. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is that when I um, started going through this and hearing all of those comments, I started, cause I lost my mom four years ago, a little over four years ago. And I remember people reaching out to me and saying certain things that are like, you know, like, okay. So that was like my first time really, really experiencing, um, you know, yeah. something tra- trauma like that. Yeah. yeah. And wh- you know, how people respond to that. And I was very open about that as well, but I remember, and I still think about this before my mom died and before cancer, I'm sure I said things that were probably not okay or, um, or may have sounded insensitive or things like that. I've learned so much. And I think sometimes it's not until we've experienced something or if we have experienced that with one of our best friends or family member, and we start learning about some things that are, you know, either best left unsaid or just a different way of saying it. And that's, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just, it's just such a complex topic actually. Um, but I think education is because, you know, our podcasts aren't just, um, you know, targeted to breast cancer patients and survivors. These are also, um, geared towards people who have never even been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, for me, my, my podcast is test those breasts, right? Well, if we're on Instagram where we are, where we met, we're sort of preaching to the choir, aren't we? You know, because we have so many breast cancer patients out there, survivors and thrivers and all the things out there that we're preaching to the choir. What we really want to do too is to um, send the message to people who have never been diagnosed. So test those breasts, test them, test them, test them, early detection, early detection. And um, so 
but yeah, feel it on the first. Of course we know. I like, we know that. Right. But, um, but some people don't know that and, or people don't think, well, let's just put it this way, Shannon, before I got breast cancer, even though I knew a lot of people who had had breast cancer, breast cancer was always something that, ha or any kind of cancer for that matter, that happens to other people. Mm -hmm. yep. And then it didn't. And then I got it. And so I was like, okay, well, why am I so special? You know, and, and you know, why, you know, of course, why I, it makes sense that I have it, you know, I mean, like I'm a human being, right? <laughs> I've got well, dense breast issues. <laughs> Yeah. And to that point, there's so many younger people that are getting diagnosed yeah. and they don't know, like that's not part of their, their regimen. Like they wouldn't think to do, you know, feel it on the first or like do your monthly checks or in, in even because they don't recommend them getting mammograms at a younger age, which right. in my opinion, pisses me off. Cause I really feel mm -hmm. like if you're, if you're old enough to do your woman's wellness exam and get a pap, you should incorporate having a mammogram. That's just my opinion. And Absolutely. I just, I feel like you could just save so many more lives, but that's another soapbox that I'll get on another day. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've talked to so many young uh, survivors, you know, those who have been diagnosed in their late twenties, early thirties, late thirties, and even into their forties, but we'll, we'll, you know, focusing on those younger ones. Um, you know, if you feel something, you should be able to walk into your doctor and say, Hey, I feel a lump. Hey, my breast right. looks different. Uh, my breast feels different. You should be able to get a test to find out what it might be. Correct. Without you know? worrying about, you know, is insurance going to cover this or not? Yep. No, it's your body. It's your health. Like, hello, mm -hmm. fix me. That's your job yeah. as a doctor. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. So yeah. what are we doing now with, uh, with in survivor mode? You're two years out now. Oh, and yeah. And counting down the day to your five-year mark, which is super exciting. So let's talk about what you're doing now. Yeah, so I'm uh, so I was can officially cancer free December thirteenth of two thousand twenty two, when I went and uh, to New Orleans and got my deep flap surgery. I had the autologous surgery, uh, where they take the tissue from your uh, abdomen and re I had the double mastectomy reconstruction, um, and then I literally just had my second phase in December, and um, just three weeks ago. And I'm doing great, uh, you know, all the way through uh, chemo. We continued to keep some of our normal things that we would do, like go camping. So we went camping every three weeks, usually the third week when I felt better. These are things that we would do every single year. Um, this year, we have traveled. Once I became um, okay. cancer-free, well, what happened was is, uh, last February, almost almost a year ago, I was incredibly depressed. I was cancer-free, but I was incredibly depressed. I had a really rough time, and I couldn't figure out why. My connection with my husband was really bad. We started going to therapy, and um, it occurred to me that all of a sudden, I didn't feel any significance. I didn't feel like I had any purpose whatsoever. I had retired. Yeah. dealt with, uh, cancer. And so I got a lot of attention, of course, with cancer. And I had a lot that I was doing because of cancer, but then all of a sudden I had nothing like literally nothing. And so, um, it, uh, eventually it became clear to me, I need to get, I need to get into the breast cancer community. I need to help people because there are so many things that I did not know 
before cancer. And, it, and, and I knew a lot. It's not that I didn't know stuff. I did know a lot of stuff, but there were so many things I didn't know. And it was so overwhelming, the information coming, flying at you and things that, you know, in different opinions and, you know, uh, no options for second, you know, things I wasn't really presented with options and things like that. So I really, really got this fire in my belly to be part of the community that educated other people, especially before they get cancer. And yep. so I was like, how am I going to do that? Everybody's like, you should write a book. You should write a book. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to write a book. <laughs> and I'm like, how about a podcast? Because I had a podcast before I, before I retired. It was for education. And I was going to um, support pre-service and struggling teachers. And I had 11 episodes. It was called Be That Teacher. It's still out there. But um, I was like, how about a podcast? Yeah. And so, so my husband and I were in the hot tub one night and thinking about different names. And he's the one that came up with test those breasts. Perfect. And I said, you know what? That's exactly right. Because when it all comes down to it, early detection is where it's at, where it's at, where it's at. Exactly. Where it's at. I will never, never, never say anything other than early detection. Because if yes. you can catch it that early, it's not that it's going to be easy. It's just that it's going to be, um, a different road than if you wait too long. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So I preach the early uh, detection too, but I never even had a lump. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I never had a lump when I got my lumpectomies. I mean, I had the lump, but I didn't feel the lump. They saw the lump. And so I had two lumpectomies in the last 10 years and they were benign. Um, wow. so yeah, I mean, there, there are, there are things that you're never going to know. Um, but you got to go in every year and get your mammograms and feel and, and, and know your own body, uh, listen yes. to your intuition, not that you want to be a hypochondriac or anything like that, but you want to listen to your own body and you want to, you, you want to honor that. I should have immediately when I felt that lump. I mean, and, and you're talking about somebody who pays attention to her body a lot. And I should have immediately called the doctor and asked them about that lump. And when I started feeling those burning sensations, I should have. Well, I find that interesting that number one, you didn't do that. But number two, when you were scheduling your mammogram, you totally forgot and didn't even mention that. And your husband had to remind you like, that's so bizarre. It, well, it's not that I forgot Shannon. What it was, was I was like, well, you know, I'm going in in three weeks. They'll, if they yeah. find something, they find something. And so that was my thought process. Really. I was more thinking about the beer I was drinking and how excited <laughs> I was to retire. Right. I was excited. And so What's your beer of choice, I, Jamie? <laughs> I'm an IPA girl. Okay. Um, yeah. I have to find a good one that's gluten-free cause I can't eat gluten anymore. Um, but I know there's good ones out there, but anyway, um, I, <laughs> my husband, luckily he was sitting there, you know, and he said something to me. I'm like, Oh yeah, I should have said something. I should have just said something, but, um, yeah. And so I, I just, it's just something that I, I, you know, and I, and I will tell you, Shannon, there's two things I want to tell you. Number one, I get people who, who message me all the time who say, Hey, um, you know, I ran across your podcast. I live in blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, 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 my podcast right now, uh, the stats say that it's in 25 countries and, um, you know, 
all over the United States. But anyway, I get I get people either here in my local area or other places say, hey, I ran across your podcast. It's been very helpful. And I want to let you know that I, I went and got my first mammogram because of you. Doesn't that feel like, so good? Yes. It feels amazing. You're like, yes, my yes. purpose, my purpose is working. It's yes. being served. Like I have a purpose now. Okay. And um, who knew it was going to be all about breast cancer. But, um, but anyway, um, when I was uh, looking at starting the podcast, I remember looking around all over to see what other podcasts were out there about breast cancer. And I ran across you and I was like, that girl looks fun. <laughs> Captain so Fun I, over here. <laughs> Captain Fun. And here we are. So like, I, and I remember thinking to myself, I got to reach out to that girl. Um, and here we are, right? Here, here we, we are. are. Yeah. And my podcast was launched June 11, 2023, exactly one year from yep. the diagnosis of my breast cancer. So it's been about eight months ish. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm really getting so much out of it. Every time I have an interview with somebody, I, you know, when I hit, uh, you know, stop on the record thing, I'm like, oh my God, that was awesome. Yeah. That, that is going to bring so much, um, awareness and, and valuable information to people. Wow. I, I want to <laughs> piggyback on that for those that are listening, whether you are going through breast cancer um, you're somebody that's a caregiver for that, whatever it is, aside from breast cancer, if there is something that you are super duper passionate about and you really just want to get the message out there, start a freaking podcast. I am so mad at myself that I waited so long because I am a recovering perfectionist. Let's just say that. And on my screensaver, it says I'm perfectly perfect, but working on it. I waited so long. Cause I really, I mean, I, I shared my story about my breast cancer journey, like on social media and everything everything good, bad, and ugly, like you did. Um, but I never even thought about a pot. Well, I thought about a podcast, but I was like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know where to start. Blah, 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 blah. And then I, during COVID, I just ripped off the freaking bandit. And I was like, I found the resources and I just jumped in. I, you know, watched videos. I, you know, asked the people in our groups and I was like, why did I not do this before? And then I have to dial it back. And I'm like, okay, Shannon, like you, it was for a reason. It wasn't your time to do that. And so now I just learn as I go. And, but if you have something that you're really passionate about that you want to share with the world, start a podcast. And if you don't know how reach out to Jamie or myself, yeah. we're happy to, you know, give you tidbits or whatever, but it's super, super important that this is your platform. This is your world, write your story. You know, this is like yeah. so different than growing up. Like we never had any of these things. And now it's like, start your own TV show on pot, you know, on YouTube, like do, it's do so whatever, fun. live your it's best so freaking fun. life, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 to add to what you just said, I actually went through a whole coaching program um when I started the education one, and it was pretty expensive. And um I have learned since then that it doesn't have to be that expensive. I um there are a couple people who um uh that were in that group that created their own, you know, like little uh, you know, training and things like that super less expensive. And, um, they took all the morsels that they got from there that, that helped them most and created their own little, uh, company that is amazing. And I'm actually going through some coaching right now with a gal, Stephanie Thompson in Australia, and she is super inexpensive, but incredibly valuable. And so I'm learning how to monetize. I haven't monetized my podcast yet. And, but I know how, 
I, I just haven't done it. Here we go, Jamie. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> Let's do, do it. it. We yeah. are going to monetize this podcast. You're going to have busted out of breast cancer swag, yeah. all the things. Well, yeah. And it's not that I want to make a ton of money on this or anything, right. because this is really actually my passion project that I, yep. no matter what, if I make money on it or not, I want to be out there educating people. Um, but it would be nice to be able to pay for some of the things that I pay for, you know, the like platforms, the platforms yeah. that we pay for out of our own pocket. So I started to buy me coffee. Um, yep you know, a uh, website that people have donated towards, which really helps for like editing and social media stuff and just the platforms that we have to pay for. So, but yeah, it's totally. If anybody wants to reach out and talk about podcasting, I, we could have a whole session about it, Shannon. We, do, we should. Let's do that. We'll do another one. We'll do another one just on podcasting. Let's just, let's leave you a little nugget here and leave them with, okay, we're starting this new uh, podcast on video. I've never done the video part of it. So doing that for 2024, we'll have everything up on YouTube at some point, eventually in my spare time, but we are doing video and let's talk about our mics. You just got a new mic and I am using yeah. this beautiful gold because it's shiny and gold and I like that, that, but mine is called a, um, Yeti. It's a blue Yeti mic mm -hmm. and you now have a sure mic, sure something or other, right? Yeah. What so I, I had a blue Yeti before and I just got this one here. Sure. And it was highly recommended from one of the groups that I'm in. And your mouth. I swear. I just, I just plugged, I plugged it in <laughs> and it worked. I couldn't believe it. It was like such, so easy. And I just, you know, I mean, but I, and, and the nice thing is, is that I have a wish list on my buy me coffee and my dad contributed to it. So I was able to buy it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would love if anybody would like to, uh, write in, um, text me or DM me on Facebook or Instagram or something. Let me know how the sound is on this, on this podcast with Jamie. So she has a sure mic. I have a blue Yeti mic. I'm not used to filming like this, but I would love to hear feedback just out of curiosity, no offense taken by any means, but, um, any way we can tweak it. I'd love to hear. Yeah. Right? Me, I would love that. You, you just reminded me that I started my buy me coffee thing and I need to go back to it. I start a lot of things and then squirrel out. I, I know I do too. Focus, I know focus, I do focus. too. That, that, is, that is my main goal in 2024 is move forward. My motto is action brings clarity. And so right. every, every step you take, it becomes reality. Exactly. Like <laughs> hey, so it's been amazing having this conversation with you. I think it's brought so much value to our listeners. And if you don't mind, I'm going to do something brand new and I'm probably just going to blindside you and you can tell me no, and that's okay. Would you mind doing a quick little uh, rapid fire session here just for something fun to do? I don't know. I was thinking about today on my walk and I was like, I want to do something fun. Like at the end of like totally spur of the moment, you have no idea what I'm about to ask you. And if you oh don't want to ask, answer. <laughs> Okay. Ready? All right. Okay. This is going to be fun. Okay. Favorite book. Uh, well, currently it's, um, it's a survival guide that I got from Phil, the, uh, male breast cancer survivor. He is in the UK and it's the survival guide and he's got a bunch of, um, uh, stories from different people. And it's really cool. But also, uh, Amy Benassi's bearing it all my cancer. Um, can I say a cuss word on here? Yeah. Is it explicit? Oh, good. Okay. Cause I have mindset for explicit. Um, it's called bearing it all my cancer, uh, fuckery instead of journey journey. She has journey written out and then it says Cross fuckery out. instead. Yeah. So those are, those are two of my favorites right now. Okay. okay favorite food. 
Oh, sushi. Mm, what kind? Um, I, I, well, we, we just went the other day. I like salmon and tuna and upside down shrimp and, um, yellowtail and, uh, I, all kinds of things. I mean, Favorite I'm just, restaurant. I love sushi. Um, let's see. We have, well, this is not a chain, but we have a restaurant here called Bighorn and it's called the Bighorn Tavern. It's a neighborhood, neighborhood, uh, bar and grill that we love, love, love. Favorite vacation spot? Well, Costa Rica is my number Ooh. one right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We went for the Favorite. first time in November and it was wonderful. Favorite beverage, adult or non? Um, I love coffee. Okay. I also love Last wine. Last but not least, what is your, I love my wine too. <laughs> Everyone knows I love my wine. And I am, I, I, I will go with either one, white or red. I'm good. Or bubbles. Um, Last question. What is your one piece of advice that you would leave for a caregiver that is listening? Listen. Oh, I love it. One Listen. word. That's it. Mic drop. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> and we're out. Peace yeah. out, sauerkraut. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jamie, for being here. You can find Jamie Vaughn over at Tesso's Breast on Instagram. And uh, head on over and listen to her podcast as well. Yes. And remember to test those breasts, just so you know, all, everybody that's listening. Thank you, Shannon. You're amazing. I'm so glad that we're connected. I feel like you're you're on the other side of the country from me, and I'm just really happy to know you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If anyone knew what it took for us to figure out our time zones, you would laugh. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, my resilient friends, for joining us on another empowering episode of Busting Out of Breast Cancer. We trust that our journey through stories of triumph, resilience, and growth has left you informed, uplifted, and inspired. Remember, you are not alone in the fight against breast cancer. If you or someone you know needs support, reach out to a healthcare professional, a breast cancer support organization, or me. I'm always here to listen, chat, and offer support. Early detection is the key, so please prioritize your regular cancer screenings. And if you're in the market for a new home, looking to sell, or ready to invest, don't hesitate to contact me, your favorite fun, resilient realtor and podcast host. Together, we can make our real estate dreams a reality while making a difference in the ongoing fight against breast cancer. If you or somebody you know would like to share their journey as a guest on our podcast, reach out to us at smile at shannonbros.com. Your stories matter, and they have the power to inspire countless others. Thank you again for lending us your ears and for being a part of this community. We look forward to reconnecting with you next week on another episode of Busted Out of Breast Cancer, where together we'll continue to bust out of breast cancer and thrive. Until then, stay resilient, stay inspired, and keep thriving. I'm Shannon Bros, your guide through resilience and strength. This is Busted Out of Breast Cancer. See you next week.